What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I am joined by my co-host, Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, we appreciate you all so much for listening to us on whatever platform that may be. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review the show. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show, we'll take a look at what we missed from the first week of the NBA season and make our early predictions for the NBA awards, as well as talk about who we think are some contenders or pretenders this season. We'll also discuss how the Lakers are doing during the Lake Show lowdown as well. All this and more on episode 217 of the TSK Show, coming up right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 217 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Joining me as always, Shelton's very own Tyler Pachelki. What's up, TP? How are you, man? I know I just asked you that about uh, 45 good, minutes man. ago. I'm excited to talk basketball. The uh, the preview episodes are always one of my faves. Yes, yes. Uh, we took last week off, and so we didn't get a chance to to preview the NBA season before it started. Uh, so we thought we would uh, do that tonight and talk some hoops after uh, we just got done talking about week eight in the NFL. If you missed that episode and are just catching this one, Make sure you go back and check out episode 216 of the TSK show and find out everything you need to know from our perspective about week eight in the NFL. But Tyler, tonight we got the NBA to talk about. And before we do that, I got to let you know that this episode of the Sports Kingdom show is sponsored by J Diamond Estates for all of your real estate needs, whether you're buying, selling or looking to rent here in the Los Angeles area, contact Jacob Diamond at 818-451-8539. Or you can check out his website, jdiamondestates.com, DRE number 02068311. Come on, you're getting paid. Ask something. Three seconds at midcourt. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Did I miss anything while I was gone? Take this and you burn it. Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. So when you get done with this, you should be butt-ass naked. All right, Tyler. The NBA season has already started, and we thought it would be a good idea to, to do a little bit of contender or pretender. Now, before the season started, I think it's safe to say that we probably both considered the Lakers, the Nets, 
and the Bucks as the three top contenders in the league. And then it's really everybody else. You could say the the Suns, the Sixers, the Jazz, the Nuggets, and and maybe even the Celtics are uh, probably in that next tier. Uh, but I want to talk to you about some other teams uh, that we have seen after a week and a half of NBA basketball so far to start the season. And, and I want to find out if you think they are either a contender or a pretender. Uh, I believe uh, we have eight teams we'll talk about. I believe it's four in the East and or five in the East and three in the West. Uh, let's start, though, with the number one team in the East right now, Tyler, the Chicago Bulls. I, lo- I love the Chicago Bulls. I mean, how can you not right now? I love this team. Uh, I got to shout out my guy, M Grads. He called them the USCLA Bulls because they got Nikola Vucevic, who was, uh, who was at UC- USC. They got DeMar DeRozan, who was at USC. They got Zach Levine, who was at UCLA. And they got UC, uh, Lonzo Ball, who was also at UCLA. Yep. So it's the USCLA Bruins. It's not, that's not bad. That is a lot. Of, that is a lot. Um, I think this team's a contender. So do I. They, they've started out 4-0. The additions. Oh, I also forgot USC Trojan DeMar DeRozan as well. That's five. Five LA college kids. Are on this Bulls team, yeah, and Demar Derozan's an LA kid, yeah. and so is uh, Lonzo Ball yeah. as well, and then Zach Levine, obviously from yeah. uh, the Pacific Northwest. No, this team is going to be like Caruso was a great addition. For Don't them. get me started. I've I had to block the Bulls social media but account on Twitter because they're posting too many Caruso highlights. Patrick Patrick Williams <laughs> has has kind of stepped up in his second year. He looks like he's going to be a good role player for him. So. They've got a lot going on. I, I really like the Bulls. One of my favorite teams in the league right now. Yeah. And, and I think that they're going to be one of those top six seeds. Yeah. I, I definitely think this Chicago Bulls team has a chance to contend in the Eastern Conference. I mean, this team, just with the additions we've talked about, just looks like it's got a breath of, of new life in them. And Zach Levine's on the first four-game winning streak of his career in the NBA. So that, that says a lot about where this bulls team is at to start the season. Yeah, it's been bad. It's been, it's been a bad run. A lot of injuries, uh, a lot of, you know, kind of high draft picks not working out. It's been a tough stretch in Chicago. So I'm excited that they've got a good mix now. You know what I mean? They've got, you know, DeRozan is a veteran. Vucevic is kind of in his prime all-star center. Uh, Zach Levine, Zach Levine is in his prime. Um, Lonzo Ball just entering his prime. And Alex Lon- Caruso. Lonzo Ball is on the way up. He He's progressing and getting better. So um, this is a good mix. Lonzo Ball is the first player in NBA history to have a triple-double for three different teams and be 24 years uh, or younger. 24 yeah, years old or younger. Know you don't want to be playing on three teams by your 24. Well, I mean, it's not his fault that no. other teams valued him differently than the team he was currently on. No, but... But he's playing really well, and I think he's he's in the he's in the mix for being like a most improved type of player this year. If he can throw up some Jason Kidd type numbers, if he if he flirts with that fifteen, sixteen, seventeen points a game, and then maybe nine and nine, he could really do it. Sneak peek into later on in the show. Yep. All right, we got the Warriors next. I think they're a contender, Tyler, like a serious contender in the West. Think- they started out four and zero. Steph looks incredible once again. He's coming off winning the scoring title uh, last year. He's also leading the team in rebounds through the first four games somehow. I know it's a small sample size, but he's already averaging almost 10 rebounds a game. 
Clay Thompson has yet to return, and if he's anything like the old Clay Thompson, I think this team is going to be scary. Oh, yeah, they're a legit contender. And, you know, we talked kind of the last two years while Clay was down that everyone's kind of taking their shot at the Warriors now. Uh, no, they because, had their because, time. Because the Warriors beat up on the league for four or five years. And and now the Warriors, they remember the league, you know, beating up on them while they were down. They're coming for next. They're going to crush some people this year. Jordan Poole, I think, is someone who's really impressed me for the Warriors to start out early this year. He's taken a big step in his development, and especially in Clay's absence. They, they've kind of leaned on him to start out the year and, so far. And Wiggins has played well. Yeah, exactly. I was I was going to I was going to bring Wiggins up. He's playing the way he should be playing. Yep. Like he's so, he's playing like we all thought he would play. Yeah, th- this team looks real nice. Yeah. So, all right, we both think they're contenders as well. Uh serious contenders in the I Western think they're cha- I think they're title contenders. I think they're really like that. Interesting. Interesting. All right. And the Steph is unreal. Just can't bet against him. And now they they they're gaining their depth back again. It's it's going to be good. No, I mean, if we fast forward to May and, and we see the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, I honestly would not be shocked, especially if Clay comes back looking healthy, like I said. Yep. All right, the next team we got going back to the East. We're going to South Beach, Tyler. The Miami Heat. Yeah. They're 2-1 and one to start out. I think they're a contender, like a serious contender in the East. Kyle Lowry still looks to be adjusting a bit to his new team, but I just think it's only a matter of time. Before he settles in, Jimmy Butler's still doing his thing. Tyler Hero has come out of the gates looking like he has been like the front runner. I I know People this don't is a very him. small sample size, but he he could be a front runner for most improved he, as well, along with Lonzo Ball. I he think. doesn't want to fizz out, uh, you know, because people are you know he kind of had a step back year his second year. So th- this year, as a third-year player, I think he wants to show that hey, like I'm a I'm a stud. Well, he already has a quote out there where he says he was like, I feel like I should be in the same conversations as the Lucas and the Trays because he yeah. was in that same draft yeah, class and exactly. he was in the finals before those guys and and playing a big role on that that yep. finals Miami Miami Heat team that played the the Lakers that won in 2020. Now Miami's got it all. They've got a checklist team. They've got everything you need, and they're a serious contender in the East. Yeah, I mean. They can play upset, and I think Spolstra is is Spolstra. I think is in the mix. He could win a coach of the year if this team ends up being, you know, the first or second seed in the East. Well, and I saw uh, I saw something on Twitter uh, about a small ball lineup that I think they they might try and run out there that didn't even have Bam Adebayo in it, and I was like, one, that's scary, but two, I think I would rather have Bam Adebayo out there in a small ball lineup just because of how effective he can be. But, I mean, yeah, I, I think the Heat are, are serious contenders in the East and, and could be a, a potential Eastern Conference NBA Finals like representative. Yeah, Jimmy plays big. Duncan Robinson plays big. Tyler Hero plays big. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. Yep. All right. Now let's go to Dallas to talk about the Mavericks. They're 2-1 and one to start the year. Luke is averaging close to a triple-double to open the season, but I just still don't think he has enough help around him I think we know what Kristaps Porzingis is at this point until he proves us otherwise. And realistically, Tim Hardaway Jr., Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, Trey Burke, that's just not enough to get it done in the Western Conference. I I think they're a pretender. I think they're a pretender. I had them in my play-in scenario. Interesting. In that 7-10 to seed. Yeah, I mean, remember, the the play-in scenario is the 7 and 8 seed play each other in a game 
the 9 and 10 seed play each other in a game. The winner of the 9 and 10 seed plays the winner of the 7 8 seed and whoever wins the 7 or the loser of the 7 8 seed, whoever wins the 7 and 8 seed game becomes the 7th seed. Yeah, so I got I like I uh I like Dallas to be kind of flirting with the playoffs, but they're not a contender to me. They're too one-dimensional. Yeah. It's a one-man band over there. I completely agree. All right. The Atlanta Hawks, they're 2-1 and one to start the year. Or they actually played tonight, so let me double-check that. They're 3-1. and one. They won tonight. So they beat the New Orleans Pelicans 102-99. to 99. All right. Hey, New Orleans actually had a pretty competitive game. Good for them. All right, Rising. back with, to the Hawks. With no Zion. Yeah, but hey, B.I.'s still out there doing his thing. Yep. No, you should have seen, you should have seen yep. the look Tyler no, just gave me. And they're killing he, it. <laughs> he hates giving Dookie's credit. He hates giving Dookie's credit. Especially overrated ones. All right, back to the Hawks, Tyler. Trey Young, I think, has continued to look incredible in his young career. The pairing of him and John Collins, I think, is just... It's perfect. It's a match made in heaven. And Cam Reddish is looking solid to to enter his third year in the league. He was, I think, one of the the Duke players that I think kind of took a backseat to the R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson show. But I think, honestly, he might, uh, or I think he has put together, I think, a better NBA career so far than maybe the other two. Obviously, I know Zion has the hardware of rookie of the year, but with the amount of time he's missed due to injury, um, no, I think the, the Hawks got a lot of basketball players on that team. Yeah. And I mean, Kevin Herter will probably join Lou Williams in the six man of the year conversation. Um, I think the Hawks are a serious contender in the Eastern conference. They are definitely going to look to build off of how they performed last year in the playoffs, winning yeah. that first round matchup against the Knicks. Uh, I know it didn't obviously go as well uh, in the second round, but I mean, didn't they make? Didn't they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, it, it went. You're right. right. Yeah, they, they beat the Knicks in the second round. No, the Knicks was the first round. Oh, the Knicks was. Was it? Yeah. Hold on. Either way, they they lost. This was so long ago. They lost to the Bucks in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's right. That's right. Hold on. I'm just trying to go back and I need to get this right because I always hate when we do this. It was the oh, it was the Sixers. Thank you. They beat Joel Embiid and the Sixers and Ben yeah. Simmons. That, and that's what started the whole Ben Simmons shit because he wouldn't dunk on Trey Young. That's right. All right, you jogged my memory, Tyler. Thank you very much. No problem. That's what I'm here for. It's <laughs> exactly why I have a co-host. That's exactly why. <laughs> because if I was trying to do a one-man show, it would just not happen because. I just I don't know how people do a one man show, and and hats off to them because I know yeah. I, I could never do it. Uh, but all right, anyway, back to the Hawks. No, the Hawks are one of my favorite teams in the league as well, right there with the Bulls. Yeah, definitely stuck team. They are definitely one of the teams that are going to be fun yeah. to watch this year. John Collins already has uh, an insane poster dunk from uh, their game against the Pistons the other night. Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter are in their third year now. They're gonna they're gonna blossom and continue to get better. Um, they got Sharif Cooper. I hope he gets some some playing time as a rookie. He's not in the roto yet, uh, but Trey Young's gonna be up there for for you know he's definitely gonna be an All Star. Maybe even get some MVP votes because I think this team's gonna win a ton of games. 
they got they got Mr. Supersonic coached them and Nate McMillan. <laughs> I'm really excited for this Atlanta team. I think they're definitely a threat. All right. Now the Timberwolves. They are two and one to start the year, I think, uh, unless they played tonight. Um I can't but, I mean it's early, regardless yeah. of, regardless of, of what the record is right now. They actually beat the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. I just don't see them as a legitimate threat in in the West. Right. So they're they're three and one after the win against the Bucks tonight. Um, but I, I agree with you, Tyler. I do think they're a pretender. I think they could possibly fight for a play in spot in the Western Conference in that yeah, seven so to ten range. They might sneak in as like a nine or a ten. I had them in my my play in group as well, those four. Um with, with, as, as well as Dallas. Yeah, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, and Anthony Edwards, they're finally getting the chance to play meaningful basketball together. They they were dealing with a bunch of injuries last year, uh, and so they didn't really all get to see the court at the same time. So I think they just need a matter of time to get that core to, to play together on the court. Jaden McDaniels is already starting for them. Uh, so I think Which he's dope. Yeah, he's, I think he's going to be a he, nice piece he, for them. He's a good piece. He's a defensive guy. He's an athlete. He can play the four. He can play with Carl Anthony Towns. He doesn't have to play center. Yeah. Like like I said, I mean, I think they're in the playing realm, and they have a really nice roster, but I don't necessarily believe in D'Angelo Russell. Anthony Edwards is still really, really early in the process. He looks like he's going to be a stud, Um, but it's still really, really early in his process, and Cats coming off an off season that you know in the last eighteen months that guy's went through a lot. Yeah. So you know they just they don't have a lot outside of those those that big three and um I don't necessarily believe in a D'Angelo Russell and and I know cats like I said cats you know got a lot going on and Anthony's young so I still think they're a year away. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot to be excited about, but. I just still think they're towards the back half of the of the Western Conference right now. All right, moving on to the New York Knicks, Tyler. They are uh, three and one to start. They did not play tonight, so I have that right. Uh, they're three and one to start the year, and obviously, I think they're riding high off the playoffs last year. Even though they did lose to the Hawks, uh, them making the playoffs for the first time in in such a long time was such a a big moment for for New York basketball and and getting the Knicks back to uh, where they they want to be and where they strive to be as a franchise. I know, obviously, James Dolan is probably the shittiest owner in all of sports, but the Knicks, they still have a, a standard for no, their yeah, franchise. Yeah, they're in such a difficult spot when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. It's really the only thing working against them. Yeah, honestly. I like this team as, as a legit threat. I think I think that they are a legit contender in the Eastern Conference this year. I think Randall has looked incredible to start. It's it's great to see what Julius has been able to uh, do. I think RJ is going to be another one of those most improved type of candidates. He could take a big step this year. Yeah, and then the additions of Kevin, uh, Kevin, Kemba Kim- Walker, and Evan Fournier. I just combined big, the names. Yeah, Kevin. Big, big. <laughs> Big time pickups. Yeah. Big time pickups. I, I grew up my teams in like top six, middle four, bottom five, right? Makes sense. And and I got the Knicks as a top six team in the East. Definitely. I, I think they have a chance to definitely be fighting for, for home court advantage in the first Mitchell round of the playoffs. Ro- Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson's healthy this year. They didn't have him last year down the stretch. 
I think Mitchell Robinson is the honestly the key to that team because allowing Julius Randle to play a little bit more outside on the perimeter. You know, he's got that point forward It unlocks so much for Julius. He gets more of a Lamar Odom type of uh, game. You know, he can really make an imprint. Exactly. So, all right, we're we're both high on the Knicks this year. I kind of I kind of like the the Eastern Conference. I mean, I like the Knicks. I like the Bulls. I like the Hawks. Yeah, it's those are all. I mean, I love the, I love the Hornets. We've well, um, we're about to talk about them. But yeah, it's, I was gonna say <laughs> I was trying not to. I was trying to hold off on that one. But yeah, there's just a lot of teams. I like the the Heat. Yeah, no, the I mean gonna be fun the to Nets. Watch. The Nets, obviously, there's a lot to to be. Uh, talked about with them the bucks they're the reigning champs the sixers there's a lot to be talked about with them and and they could still be a good team even without ben simmons because they still got guys like tobias harris seth curry and of course joel Embiid. um and yeah no the east i think is very exciting there's going to be i i think a a big fight in in the eastern conference on for for who's going to represent that conference in the in the nba finals yeah and i think that there's a couple teams in the bottom five that could could make a play like well, I like the Wizards roster. I like the the Cavaliers roster and and their ability to put out some good lineups. Orlando always Cleveland's plays. Cleveland's done pretty well to start the year. Orlando always plays better than I think they will. And Toronto has has still has some playmakers with Van Vliet and Siakam and Boucher. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the East shakes out. Yep. All right, but let's round out uh, contender or pretender with the last team, like you said, Tyler, the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, they are. Um, they're four and one to start the year. They beat Orlando tonight, one twenty to one eleven. Yeah. Um, to me, to me, this team is a year away. Exactly. I, I think that I don't think there's any way they're a contender, but they're definitely in the mix. They're going to be in they're, the playoff mix, and I and I definitely think they're going to be in the playing scenario again. Which which you know, if Lamelo goes to the playing scenario his first two years, it's not the worst start ever. No, not at I all. I mean, I don't think that they imagined sniffing the playoffs last year. I think that exceeds all expectations in and, Charlotte and the first two years. They, they're like a player away. You know, they still don't necessarily. He still doesn't have the big guys that he needs. You exactly. Know, it's have, like him and Miles Bridges are such a great combo, but they're still just missing one more piece. Yeah, they need some more. Gordon Hayward's a good veteran leadership, but if he could get one more guy, preferably a big, you know, that team is is Lamelo. Lamelo is making this franchise kind of resurge, and Gordon Hayward is is turned out to be just the the perfect pairing to kind of calm these young guys. And they added Kelly Oubre this offseason. so Kelly Oubre, yep, which is another good veteran pickup. Yeah, so I mean, I it's I hard have them for... in the playing scenario. So they're they're in that that middle four, and and Charlotte's a you know a team where they could they could easily dip down, but I like them to stay in that that seven to ten range. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a lot to be excited about in Charlotte. They're similar to Dallas, though. They're a one man band. They are very much a one man band right now. Well, kind of two man with Miles Bridges, uh, but Lamelo Ball Which is the is star kinda of that with show. Porzingis. You know, it's just. How much of Miles Bridges' game right now is Lamelo? Yeah, exactly. So, all right, that wraps up uh, contender or pretender. Before we move to the Lake Show lowdown and talk about the Lakers, uh, Tyler and I thought we would do some early NBA award predictions and then also make an early NBA Finals prediction. So, Tyler, why don't you uh, start it out with uh, who you think is your early favorite to win MVP? 
Oh, we're starting with the with the big dog. I'm going with Steph Curry. Interesting. I'm going okay. with Steph Curry because I think that a I think the Golden State Warriors are going to finish top two and wins, and so and he's going to have just just an unreal style. I mean, we we've seen it before. We know this movie, Tyler. For the for the people listening, if I you, think Giannis is like the safe bet with your money. You know, like for sure. But but that doesn't necessarily. I mean, I think that he. It, I also think that there's fatigue going to start setting in in the sense that if someone goes out there and has a crazy year, Giannis's numbers are going to look the same as they did the last three years. Right. Exactly. So um, for stuff to go out there and average thirty and ten and eight or something crazy like that, and they win sixty something games. I don't even know if they're going to have to win 60-something games if he puts up a line like that for him to win MVP. Yeah, people have done it and not want it. So so if you've listened to this show for a long time, you know Tyler always struggles with the power rankings and coming up with that 10th team on the power rankings. And I was complaining to Tyler before we started recording about how I just could not come up with a decision for who I thought was going to be NBA MVP this year. And right before we started recording this show, in our, like, break in between the the episode we just recorded, I just came in to Tyler and I was like, you know what, Tyler, I'm going with my gut. I'm going with the first person I thought of. I did not tell him who it was, it was and it was Chef, Steph Curry. It was Chef Curry, baby. It was Steph Curry, and you laid out the perfect argument because coming off the, the scoring championship last year, I think he's going to be able to build on that. They were so close in getting to the playing game and losing last year without Clay, when no one expected them to be what they were last year, I think the Warriors are going to be able to build off of that. Adding in Clay, like we talked about in in Contender or Pretender, it's just going to unlock so much for this team. And and Steph Curry is someone who can go out there and win MVP on his own like that. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with Chef Curry. That's, yeah, that's. I thought from your reaction that it might have been the case. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, all right. Defensive player of the year. Who do you got? I got to go with Rudy, man. He's already off to a 20 rebound per game start. I know. I know. It's insane. It's just too good. He's too dominant. I'm not going to let voter fatigue set in. He really is that dude. I'm going to go with Anthony Davis just because I'm trying to speak it into existence, but I think it's going to be an uphill battle for him just because I think the Lakers team defense is going to hold him back, but he's been on a tear to start defensively already this season. I mean, he's averaging already three blocks, three a, blocks game. a game. Yep. So it's, I think the award right now is obviously for the taking. We're so early in the year. I think Giannis is definitely up there. For Again, sure. As as another candidate. But you know, you'd love to see one of these perimeter guys get it. DeJounte Murray. He's off to a good start. Yeah, I mean if Mark is smart. If we see a guy average maybe two and a half, three steals a game, maybe see if they could or just could see somebody just go, you know, you'd love to see you'd love to give it to a perimeter guy that goes out there every night and guards. Yeah. Your favorite player. You know, it, it just night in, night out competes and, and does well. Well, and I mean that's what that's what people loved about Kobe so much. It was like he doesn't care who the other team is. He's guarding that person, that team's best player, no matter what. Yeah, he's taking those that are assignment. Guys, it's a, it's a good, it's a you know, it's not easy. Yeah. Sorry, right, you're going with Rudy Gobert. I'm trying to speak Anthony Davis into existence for for Defensive Player of the Year. Who do you got for Rookie of the Year? 
I'm going with Jalen Green. So am I. In Houston. Yeah, so am I. All right, sixth man of the year. Who do you got? I'm going Derrick Rose. Interesting. Going Derrick Rose in New York. I think they're gonna they're gonna win a lot of games, and he's 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 playing at the end of these games right now. So I'm also going to New York. I'm just going to a different borough. I'm going to Brooklyn, and I'm going with Patty Mills. That could be good, Patty Mills. I mean. But he may be starting a lot of games. Who knows? He might end up starting. He's coming off the bench right now, but yeah, he, he's yeah. definitely getting starters-type minutes. Um, uh, Tyler Heroes for sure a candidate. Kevin Herter, like I said. Lou Williams also. Yeah, uh, Montrez is out there in D.C. coming off the bench. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what he can do. They, they'll, uh, you know, they're bad, but I'm going with Derrick Rose. Carmelo Anthony had the huge game against Carmelo's, the Grizzlies Carmelo the other was, night. Carmelo was a strong consideration as well. But I'm going. I'm going. Derrick Rose. All right, and I'm going. Patty Mills, most improved. Who do you got, Tyler? I'm going. With, I'm going. I'm gonna have two. I'm gonna have two Rockets. I'm going with Kevin Porter Jr. Interesting. I think that, I love it. I, I, you know, that's probably through, a very dark horse pick for a lot of people. Looking, looking through, you know, the team. They're starting. To, they're start. Those are the starting guards. Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. So one of them is playing point. Yeah. You know, so they're they're out there playing with with big guys. Run the court. They're, I think the the Rockets are starting uh, Christian Wood and Daniel Tice, so it, it's a big team out there. So they're going to get a lot of buckets. I think Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. are going to have great seasons this year. They're going to throw up some insane stat lines. So I like Kevin Porter Jr. most improved just because the opportunity that he is about to present him. He's the starting starting point guard for for the Rockets essentially. All right, which is funny when he had a viral viral dunk in high school, we shouted him out on the yes, show. Yes, he did. And I said he could be the new James Harden, and now here he is as a Houston Rocket, the starting guard for the, for the Houston Rockets. All right, for my most improved, I got to go with Lonzo Ball of the Chicago Bulls. We kind of already talked about him a bunch. Yeah, there's a good, there's a good, there's a good amount of guys. You, you can always kind of see the guys. It's like you know the talent's there, but it just hasn't popped yet. Yep. And now they're in a good situation. You know, so and, I, I like that pick. Yeah, and then also uh, we mentioned Tyler Hero probably could be in the running for this position as well, or this award as well. He's upped his points per game already. I know it's a small sample size with it being uh, so early in the year, but he's already upped his points per game from last year by nine points. Yeah, and he, like you said, that'll fall off a little bit, but still, I mean, he's not going to just fall off the wagon and average it, 10 points less. Exactly. So... All right, I got Lonzo Ball for most improved. You got uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Yep. Coach of the year, who do you got? This one was tough. This one was tough. It was. Uh, I uh, I wrote down Tibbs. Interesting. So back-to-back years. Steve, Steve Kerr is also, also there. Um, you haven't said the one that I'm going with. Who are you going with? Billy Donovan of the Chicago Bulls. That could be good. That could be a good one. I like Nate McMillan. All those Eastern Conference teams, really. It's like if one of those, what if one of those like teams, you know, that's not it's not Milwaukee, Philly, or Brooklyn. Like if one of those teams makes a huge jump and wins, Ime Udoka. If the Celtics end up doing well, he could he could yeah. honestly be in consideration yeah. for Coach of the Year as a first year head coach. I like the Celtics this year. I I think that they're going to be in that playing scenario though. Yeah. All right, executive of the year. Who you got? Man, this this one this one was tough too. I mean, how, how do you not go Chicago? Yeah, I clean sweep the last three awards that we, we but, do 
with the Chicago Bulls. I got Mark Eversley, the the Chicago Bulls GM, as executive of the year. Yeah. I, I mean, I also really like what Pat Riley did down there. Oh yeah, trading for Kyle Lowry that was huge. That, that's a that's a big one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think that the Bulls did really really did a number this offseason getting Lonzo and Demar. Definitely. And I mean, hey, Rob Polinka can still definitely keep himself in consideration for this award yeah, if the Lakers yeah, yeah. end up he, working I out. I mean, so many big names, so. Yeah. Or they could give it to uh, Sean Marks or uh, Daryl Morey, depending on if Kyrie Irving and, or Ben Simmons get traded and how that works out. Yeah, no, I think they're 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 <laughs> in the running more for more of a, yeah more for a Razzie than anything. Yeah, definitely. All right, Tyler. Before we get to the Lake Show lowdown, who do you think is going to be in the NBA Finals as of October twenty seventh, twenty twenty one? I think I think I'm still rocking the the Lakers versus the Nets. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page as that. I don't yeah, feel as I, bad. I don't think anything's really changed in that scenario you know essentially three games isn't nothing you know what i mean like i don't really take these these three games into to affect hardly at all no not at all i'm more i'm rolling with the same feelings i had two weeks ago you know yeah and i i just think it's it's been so tough even without Kyrie, Kyrie, you know like even though Kyrie, brooklyn's the best team uh, in the east and on the lakers side it's like how can you really judge them right now when we we haven't seen the full team yet the Bucks, though, I do believe the Bucks, as far as the Eastern and Western Conference, the Bucks are a solid number three. I don't think anyone's close to the Bucks. Like I think the difference between three and four, I think, is a is a significant difference. The Bucks are gonna mess people up this year. They're 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 solid. Yeah, and I mean it's it's like I said to to start the contender pretender segment. We kind of knew that at the beginning of the year where it's like it's the Lakers, the Nets, and the Bucks, and then it's everybody else. Yep, it really is. So, all right, we're we're both still going with the Lakers and Nets in the NBA Finals. Uh, and with that, that will bring us to the Lake Show Lowdown uh, before we get out of here. The Lakers, they are 2-3 and three to start the year. They lost earlier tonight to the Oklahoma City Thunder in embarrassing fashion, I will say giving up a 26-point lead on the second night of a back-to-back. Russell Westbrook had his first Lakers triple-double in the loss, but he also had 10 turnovers, so that clearly wasn't good. LeBron James missed both of these uh, back-to-back games uh, last night against the Spurs, tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. He was dealing with some right ankle soreness after injuring it against the Grizzlies when uh, he went up for a rebound and someone kind of fell on his leg. And it was obviously a very scary moment when you see someone else rolling up on uh, yeah. LeBron James's ankle. Yeah. The Lakers, they did win last night, that front the, the front end of the back-to-back against the Spurs, 125-121 in overtime. They were down double digits heading into the fourth quarter, and, and they, were, they were able to mount a comeback thanks in large part to Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Malik Monk, and Austin Reeves. Anthony Davis had 35 points, 17 rebounds, four assists, and four blocks against the Spurs. He did hurt his ankle and knee in the game, so that's obviously going to be something to monitor long-term. He was able to fight through it and play the rest of the game. He did mention after the game that uh, he made a conscious effort to be in the weight room this offseason and take care of his body 
to make sure he would be able to play through stuff he wouldn't normally play through uh, prior to this season. Uh, and he played tonight uh, against the Oklahoma City Thunder on the second night of a back-to-back after, like I said, injuring his knee and ankle against the Spurs. So that was definitely encouraging to see. And I think that's definitely going to be one of the focal points for Anthony Davis this season is staying out there on the court. I know Tyler likes to give him jokes about being street clothes and all of that. It's really the only factor. Yeah. He's fine. I mean, fuck, if he's, <laughs> if he's not wearing street clothes, he's good. Usually. Well, ninety-five percent of the time, yeah. If, if he's if if Anthony Davis is healthy, the Lakers are going to be all right. Yeah, and so I mean, it, everyone else they can kind of adjust, you know. Like you can have LeBron sitting out back to back. You can have Russ sit. You we need we need Anthony to be there and kind of be the foundation of this team. Definitely, and I do appreciate him acknowledging the fact that he had to to take that extra step to focus on being in the weight room this off season and really ingraining that into a part of his routine. He was watching the last dance. <laughs> so yeah, Jordan pushed, you saw Jordan pushing that iron after losing to the bad boy Pistons. Yeah. Getting pushed around too much. Um, but also in that win against the Spurs, Russell Westbrook almost had his first triple double. I know he got it uh, tonight. Uh, he had 33, 10 and eight. It was by far, I think his best offensive game, uh, to start his Lakers tenure. Uh, also in that Spurs game, Malik Monk started in place of LeBron James. He also started tonight in place of LeBron James against the Thunder. He had a much better game against the Spurs. He had 17 points. He was uh, 4 of 10 from 3, hitting a clutch 3 late in the game from deep with no regard for anything and just with all the confidence in the world to give the Lakers the lead in the fourth quarter. And he had a team high plus 31 against the Spurs in a game where the Lakers only won by four in overtime. So that just tells you right there how much of an impact he had on that game against the Spurs. And I know he didn't have as great of a game tonight against the Thunder, but I think Malik Monk is one of those players that the the rest of the league is looking at. Like, how did the Lakers get this guy for a vet minimum? No, he, he was a – yeah, I mean – to call him a vet, to get a vet minimum on like a 23-year-old or 22-year-old is pretty good. It was against he, the Spurs, he, Tyler. It was his second career start. It's He's uh, he's going to be, it seems like he's been a great jolt of, of youth and energy, similar to like a THT. Definitely. Um, and, and Caruso, what he brought to the team last year, it, it, which is good, man. I like Malik Monk's game. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what level of success he would see in the league, but I always saw his game similar to like a Jamal Crawford. He's built very similar. His game's very, you know, handle driven, shoot off the bounce, shoot off, you know, catch and shoot. And he had, he had two nice dunks tonight against the Thunder. He, he and he's taller than you think. I he mean, du- he dude, he banged on Josh Giddy tonight, and then he had a nice reverse lob uh, from hey, Russell Josh Giddy though. Josh Giddy's been fucking on fire for the Thunder. Starting for them. He's teen, killing it. Teenager. Uh, but uh, I really like Malik Monk and how he's played so well. It's it's great that he's getting these minutes early, too, because he, his his role is going to be reduced once everybody's healthy, and, he, and he's really going to know, you know, what his role is on this team and where to get off. Yeah, and I mean— valuable extra experience. I mean, realistically, I think this team— the. F- through the first five games of the year, now that we're five games in after after this Oklahoma City loss tonight, I think this team has shown flashes of 
of what it can be, but it's it's also looked very bad at times. They had a 26-point lead tonight, and they, yeah, they mean, took their foot off the gas, and they lost. That's but, just how building these super teams go. You, exactly. You get so much transaction with your locker room every year. It's tough. There were three returning players from last year's team, and now they're dealing with injuries, like we said. LeBron's already missed two games. THT, Trevor Ariza, and Kendrick Nunn have yet to make their season debuts. Wayne Ellington dressed tonight just because they, I think they needed an extra body, uh, but he didn't even end up playing, so he's also yet to make his debut. Um, and that's kind of cleared the way for guys like Malik Monk and undrafted rookie Austin Reeves, who's looked great at times uh, as well, coming off the bench and having an early impact. And, I mean, Austin Reeves, he's already getting the cult-like following Caruso got because he's, he's made some plays early on in this season that have just been phenomenal for, for a rookie to make. And, and from what I've been watching from him, he's just – He's just so fundamentally sound. Like I've seen him take a pump fake, one dribble pull up when the defender's flying by him, and he just drains an elbow jumper. And it's just like, how many times have we seen a basketball player do that in practice? One on zero, where it's like yeah. that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing in that yeah, scenario. Yeah. No, he's a basketball player. Yeah, it's, got him here. it's been it's been so so fun to watch him these these first few games. And then Kent Bazemore, he's been okay. I think he played great defense opening night against Steph Curry. Uh, he held him to five of 21 shooting. I know Steph Curry ended up getting a 21, 10, and 10 triple-double that night, uh, but I think uh, Kent Bazemore played some solid perimeter defense against a guy like Steph Curry where it's like that's who we're going to be counting on to to guard guys like that in these scenarios, especially when the injuries are piled up like this. And, I mean, it's I, – I said it when we were talking about who we think is going to be in the finals with with the Lakers versus the Nets? It's like it's hard for me to really judge this Lakers team because of no, we haven't seen the yeah, full team. It's still, you're still ju- you still have to judge from like a preseason point of view. Essentially, it's like we're really you can't be too hard or or and you can't like believe in good as as well. You know, like the good times you can't necessarily believe in them as much as you'd like to. And right, the hard like, times you can't buy into that as much as 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 you'd like to. This Lakers team is going to be fine. They're going to find their stride. Once, you know, the more and more Russell, Anthony, and LeBron play together, the better and better the season's going to go. Vogel's going to figure out his rotation. We've got so many, so many good basketball players that it doesn't matter, you know, if anyone outside of the big three gets hurt, we're going to have plug-and-play talent. Yeah. So this, this Lakers team's set to win. 60 games and, and be, you know, right there. Well, and, and it's like you said, you, you kind of take the good with the bad right now and, and where yeah, they're at. It's, it's just like, kind of, it's just the, the learning curve. Right. So we see that perfectly. I think on this back to back scenario with the Spurs and the thunder, where it's like the team was down 12 points, I think going into the fourth quarter on Tuesday night against the Spurs in a game without LeBron James and where you just have Russell Westbrook and, and Anthony Davis. And it's like, that's the, the kind of game where they're able to come back force overtime and then win in overtime to where it's like that's the kind of game that shows you why you trade for a player like Russell Westbrook yeah but then you have a game tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder where they look great in the first half kind of not so good in the in the second quarter where they got outscored by the Thunder but they were still up by a decent amount and their largest lead at one point in the first half was 26 points but then in the second half, they take their foot off the gas. Russell Westbrook ends up turning the ball over 10 times, but he ends up having a triple-double. So it's like that's kind of the typical Russell Westbrook game. 
And then he ends up, I believe, getting thrown out with like 1.2 seconds left in in the game because of some jawing I saw on a little notification on my phone. But I, it's like, it's it's hard for me to judge this team with with where they're at. No, and, be, and what because we don't know through. anything yet. It's gonna be, we don't know what this team's gonna look like at the end. It's gonna be completely different. Yeah, and well, I think with LeBron James missing from the lineup, I think it's become very evident that this team is missing another big forward type player that can defend the perimeter. Melo can't be that guy on defense anymore. Well, all those guys are just hurt. I mean, well, yeah. Ariza and, and THT. THT. Kendrick Nunn's smaller, and, and, but he can know, guard the what, perimeter. And, well, and Wayne Ellington plays the 2 3 role. So, yeah. I just, I also know from at least the last two years, this, the Lakers team that starts the year is not the Lakers team that finishes the no, year. So, no. this team will probably make some moves. I would not be shocked to see one of the one or two of the shooters moved for a different piece. Who knows what it could be later on in the season? Um, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, another thing I wanted to touch on real quick was DeAndre Jordan. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about him to start the year. Uh, Frank Vogel is starting him currently, kind of using him in that JaVale McGee role where he use, uses him in the in the first shifts of the first and third quarters. Yeah. But aside from the game against the Spurs where um, it was probably his best game as a Laker so far uh, early in the season. He just, I don't think has been effective at all. It, it seems like he's lost all of his explosiveness. He doesn't move the same on defense. I'm just, I'm not sure how much longer Lakers Twitter can handle uh, DeAndre Jordan starting, but I don't think that matters to Frank. No, Vogel. I mean, start starting or not, he's going to play 13 minutes a game, 14 minutes a game. Yeah. It's, you know, Dwight's going to play 13, 14 minutes a game, but and I Ant's think going to play 20 minutes at center. I think though, what we've seen from those 13, 15 minutes a game from DeAndre Jordan to start the year though, center performances. Uh, I mean, he that's should be putting it very graciously. Well, it's I just think. like, you know, if he's playing against backup guys, those, those flaws, you know, the movement and all that, they're not as evident. He can still be a veteran kind of smart basketball player out there. Against the second string, I think Dwight needs to start. See, I don't know if Dwight should start, though, because I think he's the type of energy that we need coming off the bench. I mean, what he was able to do in the fourth quarter to help propel that comeback against the Spurs, he was so integral in that with with his energy and and his forcefulness on defense. They're going to win a championship with Dwight and LeBron Russ out on the court together. I can't wait to see you, it. You pick whoever you want as the fifth. I mean, it'd be pretty sweet to see Melo out there. Yeah. I just don't know how good on, on defense yeah. they'd be. Yeah, no, they wouldn't <laughs> be moving very well, that's for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, five games in, the Lakers, they're they're two and three. They, they've had some bright spots. They've had some bad spots. Yep. Um, it's just, I think it's all as well in Lake, in Lake, in Laker town. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, the Lakers, Lakers fans should temper their expectations for a little bit. Um, well, you just gotta know it's not going to be pretty in the, in the beginning stretch. Yeah. I think, I think we just got to roll with the punches for right now. Yeah. You're going to get better, but all right. You, you got anything else before we get out of here? Um, man, you you got a basketball shout out or anything you want to yeah, do? Yeah, that's that's what I was I was trying to think because I, I already used up my your Seattle Kraken shout out for the yeah, football episode. I mean, I did see that Dejounte Murray was the first spur to go 20, 20 points, fifteen assists, and ten rebounds in a game. So that hey, first spur to do anything is pretty crazy. Yeah, because I I would have thought Tony Parker had done that already. 
You can't get now 15 boards. Oh, I thought it was 15 assists and 10 boards. No, 15. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, 20 points, 15 boards, 10 assists. Okay. All right. That makes more sense. Yeah, Tony Parker's a little a little small to be getting yeah. rebounds. Yeah, but that's a good one. And then uh, I'm I'm gonna shout out the NBA just uh, for it being its 75th anniversary season. I didn't I didn't even want to talk about the 75th anniversary team list because they ended up having 76 people on it. And yeah, no, it was whack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I think there was a lot wrong with the list because of everything. It wasn't the worst list ever, but it wasn't the best list ever. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta nail that kind of stuff, especially when it's that like. People give like hold. So I love much the NBA with- at fifty. I mean, I bought. I have so much merch still in my storage unit of the fifty-year NBA stuff. That fifty-year team, I was obsessed with. Um, so it it was really cool that, and, and this one was, you know, I kind of want to make my own. See, see what where my differences would lie. You should definitely do that, and then report back. It's on just the show. tough. I mean, I, it's tough to take any any of those guys before nineteen eighty. You know, outside of the big like five or six. Well, and just... I think that's I think that's my biggest gripe with the list is everybody from the 50th anniversary team made the 75th anniversary team, but that wasn't a requirement. It's like they didn't have to do it that way. No, and and what's fucked up about that is the 50 list had snubs at the time. So oh, the, definitely. You know, so it's like them just being on the 50 list makes it seem like so much. Like Bill Walton shouldn't be on that shit. Bill Walton barely got by in the NBA. I mean, he was injury prone his whole career. Yeah. So I mean, it's I. There's definitely you know, and then you got a guys, lot of guys like Alex English, who led the NBA in scoring in the '80s. Yeah. You know, so it's like there were snubs even back then. So you know, from that 50 list, I would probably chop it down to like 40 of them names. Yeah, it's it's tough. There's there's definitely I think a lot of deserving guys that got left off and some some guys that yeah, I think Clay, Clay should feel disrespected. I think Dwight should feel disrespected. Dwight should feel disrespected. I mean, if 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 Ray Allen and Reggie are making it, Clay's got to make it. Facts, facts. Yeah. So and, and Dwight was just as good as as a lot of those. So definitely Bill Wallen should be over. Yeah. So all right. Um. Anyway, shout out the NBA for its 75th year. Yeah, but um, you blew it with the roster. You, you blew it with the with the 75th anniversary team. So, uh, all right, with that, that wraps up episode 217 of the TSK Show. For Tyler Pacholke, I am Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK Show. Peace.